Thank you for joining us for the second episode of What Are You Reading? Recorded live here at Atlanta Vintage Books. You know, there was a campaign slogan I remember recently that said, Make America Great Again, and it was the subject of a lot of controversy and comedy, when exactly America was so great. But here's something that would make America great. If any time you walked up to anyone and asked them the question, What are you reading? They could give you an interesting answer. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of world I want to live in, and that's the kind of world we're trying to create <laughs> through this podcast today. We've got a super exciting guest for you. Uh, I'm Ian North. I do community work here in uh, the Shambly doraville area, particularly in the immigrant communities. And I'm here with my co-host, Tim Rhodes. Hi, and I am a media producer who, uh, my day job is in, uh, in, I guess, media production, but my... Um, nightlife, my hobby life is in uh, storytelling around the Dorville Shambly area. So, Tim, what are you reading these days? Oh, Ian, 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 Ian. I actually just finished the most recent volume of Saga. I know I've gotten you to read at least one or two of the volumes. Yeah, the graphic novels. Yes. I, um, it's by uh, um, Brian K. Vaughn, the artist, uh, the illustrator is Fiona Staples. And I have to say, they are the run the jewels of the graphic novel world. Uh <laughs> On their own, they're very talented, but when you put them together, these two artists together, they it truly creates something really breathtaking and wonderful. Yeah. And this uh, this graphic novel collection is gorgeous. It's amazing and it's vast. It's very human while at the same time being set in this backdrop of science fiction and fantasy and wild and crazy complex worlds. But it just the 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 basic ideas of yeah. this novel is just love, marriage, parenthood. And all that being tested in and it's space. In space. <laughs> <laughs> there are bounty hunters, there are ghosts, there are dragons. It is nut yeah. it's nuts. But at the heart the the core of it, there's so much heart and so much depth yeah. and love. I I I adore and as for someone, I don't read graphic novels. That's not my shtick. That's not my thing. Yeah. But this has changed my entire view of the graphic novel world and I'm now cool. like really curious about what else is out there. Yeah. I love saga. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, for me, about two weeks ago, I finished uh, Elena Ferrante's Neapolitan novels, which are, there are four of them, and they're each around 400 to 500 pages. And uh, they trace the story from early childhood to late adulthood um, of a codependent friendship between two women uh, in in Italy. And so uh, they start in a really poor and violent neighborhood, and you sort of watch how that neighborhood sets the tone for the dynamics of their friendship and how their friendship changes and changes them over the course of their lives. I was completely blown away by these novels, and I spent about two months with them. And I finished them, and I felt like the rest of my life was going to be a desert because I didn't have any more of these books to read. They're just really, really good. And they have covers that are like that are like all these kind of flowery covers of women staring at the sea. Mm-hmm. But within them, they're really substantial. Yeah. They treat relationships beautifully. Um, they understand political forces that are acting on their characters. Uh, so I finished those, and I've been reading through now uh, some of Elena Ferrante's other... She, the rest of her books are these really mm. tiny novellas. So she did one huge opus and then these other tiny novellas. That's awesome. So I've been reading through those, but I'm really excited because I've been reading through a book uh, that I picked up last night. I got a six-pack of beer and then just opened <laughs> a book and read through 130 pages of it. It's called Beyond the Good and Evil by a local author, Francisco Dosal. And uh, we've got him in the studio today. Francisco, hi. Hey, what's going on, man? 
Hey, it's good to have you here. We're really excited. You know, uh, Tim and I recently read an article about you in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That's right. And uh, we have a friend who lives in our neighborhood named Susanna. And I was like, this guy sounds a lot like the guy Susanna's been dating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I read the story. I confirmed with her that it was about you and about your book. And and we were starting this podcast. And I thought, man, this is an interesting guy. I'd love to hear what he's reading. I remember remember you told me, you're like, hey, should we we get this guy in this article? I'm like, yeah, but how how are we ever going to get in touch with them? We don't... And when you tell me, oh, Susanna's dating, I'm like, what? That's like simple. Like, just this get her on the phone. I was just so yeah. amazed. I was like, that's incredible. And so yeah. I was like, no brainer. We had to, we had to get you. So Thank this you. is great. It's <laughs> awesome being here. Yeah. So I've read your book. And actually, the way I got it was there's someone in every building in our apartment complex who has a copy right now. No, so, yeah. really? <laughs> it's wow, all over the amazing. neighborhood. I'm really excited. Uh, I've seen uh, high schoolers we mentor, kids we work with. A lot of them are immigrants or undocumented. Uh, so I think there are some themes in the book that really resonated with a lot of the Definitely, kids yeah. in our neighborhood. Um, can you give us basically an overview of what the book is about for anyone who's listening? Well, the book is about really a, the struggles that most immigrant kids have when they come here, you know? Because it's like you you come from a world that's completely different than this, you know, and you struggle trying to adapt into the this social living. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that's really what it's about. Is this guy struggling to not be who he used to be? Yeah. You know, and, and and adapting into this new this new lifestyle. Yeah. You know, while still trying to get away from the past, even though it's still trying to get him. You know. Yeah. So it's like it's it's him struggling to. And it's also political issues, you know, how most immigrant kids come here and they want to go to college. They want to they want to better themselves. Yeah. You know, but, you know, our this social system doesn't really allow them. So they're forced to do, you know, not good decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's very ironic how they make us want to do good things, but they're not giving us the tools yeah. or the resources to do those things. That's right. Yeah. So that's really what my book is about. It focuses on that. But I have another character who, you know, she she she's related into the story where she she mm-hmm. helps him she you know it's a balance between yeah. those two characters yeah. yeah i think so when i read the ajc article i think i had this impression that the book was basically you had written your story with a couple of changes to make it a novel <laughs> but when i opened the book and started reading i was like no this guy's ambitious yeah he he imagined a lot of different characters from a lot of different walks of life and he sort of pushed them through these high pressure, right, high drama situations yes. into each other's lives. So it's a lot more than just um, just your story. There's a lot of imagination, a lot of work, like you said. There's some ph- philosophy in it, yeah, some religion, definitely. and some political situations. Um, the book is called Beyond the Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so where can people find it if they want to read it? Well, they can get it at Amazon, you know, stuff like that. Or they can just get it on my website, which is beyondthegoodandevil.com. You know, and anybody who purchases it from my website gets a signed copy. Okay. You know? wow. Yeah, awesome. definitely. And That's I, a good chance. I have, I have to say, I'm, I'm anxiously waiting now that now that I'm, I've met you for the first time to get my hands on a copy. But I have to say, it was one of those when uh, Ian showed, he posted a picture online. Uh-huh. Um, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I was really intrigued by your cover. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, it was like almost one of the things where I think even if I had just seen it like in a bookstore, not knowing the background, it would have been, it might have hooked me. And it was a really interesting cover. And I'm curious as to how how it relates to the book and so I'm, oh, it, I'm really it relates it see, relates see no you, you definitely got it yeah because i had actually had like three book designs but i wanted to make this this novel almost personal yeah like not only are you reading like a novel but you might be reading someone's story mm-hmm. kind of intriguing it so i made it look yeah. like a journal you mm-hmm. know so not only are you opening the pages to a novel but you're opening the pages 
to someone's life. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it starts with a quote. Actually, maybe Bring I'll, uh, I'll open it up and if I, if, with your permission. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'll read this quote. It says, Please forgive me, but you need something better than a black and white composition book. Or you can use this to write down your dreams or your nightmares or your ideas or your songs or your visions of the future. Write about your family in Mexico. Write about coming to the United States. Write about four years ago. Write about four months ago. Write about everything. So wow. that's the that's the opening lines, and it really wow. matches the cover as well. So That's awesome. That was yeah. a cool thing to see. Well... What we're here to talk about, right, yeah. is books. Um, so beyond your book, mm-hmm. beyond, beyond the good and yeah. evil, <laughs> I like to ask this question. So was there a time, I want you to think back, and was there a time or a book you first read that, like, that gave you the feeling, oh, this is what books can do, that gave you an idea of the power of books and made you excited about reading more or maybe writing one yourself? Mm-hmm. What book did that for you? And can you describe the experience? No, of it was it? it was an intense experience. I remember that experience. It was it was really wow. weird. It was um, Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Yeah, yeah, and it was intense. I think there was a line in there. I don't remember word for word, but he said, uh, he said something in the lines like, "I went into the woods to see what I had to live, to not know that when I die, I, something like that, you know." Yeah. And it made me realize that we only live once. Yeah, you know, and then we should record it or write it and tell a story. Yeah. You know, and for further generations to learn from. Yeah. You know, because I think, like, knowledge is something really important that needs to get passed down. Yeah. And in time, things get lost and need to be reset sometimes. Yeah. So it was it was really intense. It was it was Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Okay. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, stories are what we are, right, or what we have. And so I think that's a great concept. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to, like, as you were sort of forming as a person and as an artist later, you know, what were some books that really, like... And we're gonna put all these up on a on a book list as okay. well that you can uh, that listeners can access mm-hmm. on our website so they can see what books influenced you and um, but what were books you read along the way that were significant to you? The things they cared by Tim O'Brien. Ooh. I oh, have yeah. I have to mention that one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that was it was, it was book. Yeah, it was intense. It was def- really intense. It's just the way he 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 narrated the way he the storyline. It was I think it really captured human the human soul. And mm-hmm. the, what the human mind endures, you know what yeah. I mean? The way it wasn't a, a plot where it's like beginning, middle, and end. It was as you're moving forward, you're also moving behind as he's remembering more earlier yeah. memories from his childhood. So it was really interesting to read, and it's really it's a it's a different take on how to write a book. Yeah, you know, it's really influenced me that one. Yeah, wow. I think so, and I think maybe there's something to be like maybe some of it made its way into into, into your book it too, did, taking it, violence influence me. Yes, it. yeah. Don't spoil anything, that. you guys. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so at the end, when the last... No, no. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything for Tim. Um, that's awesome. That's a great pick. That is, that's an amazing book. That's great. It was. You know, and I didn't believe it. I think my teacher recommended it to me. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I'm really hesitant about what I read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I just, he's just like, no, you have to read it. And I, and I read it and I was hooked. It was wow. amazing. Yeah. Would you say there's a type or a sort of book you're naturally drawn to, or is it just individual books that really catch your attention? I think it's more uh, nonfiction. Okay. More like, oh. you know, uh, Nietzsche. Yeah. Del Tolstoy. It's more, more dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just attracts me more. I think yeah. they speak more truth. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. They speak directly. They don't try to hide it. They don't try to, you know... Yeah. You know, make it pretty. No, this is, is what it is. This is what I think. There you go. Yeah. Take away like what that. you will. 
Yeah, so I was gonna ask, because it's an obvious question, if Nietzsche was uh, was somewhere behind the title yeah. of your book, and why um, Beyond Good and Evil was uh-huh. one of his famous works, and and uh, why the the in the title, Beyond the Good and Evil? Why the the? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why Beyond the Good and Evil. Yeah. It felt like there was something to it to me as I was reading. I feel like but... there is. I feel like I'd actually just sit down and think about it. Yeah. You know? I feel like okay. I have a reason, but I yeah. can't think of it now. Yeah. Well, we'll come to it at the end. If you Definitely. think of it, just jump in. and uh, um, But it did feel significant yeah. to me as I was reading it. Maybe because the sounds a little bit more intense, maybe more yeah cinematical yeah, <laughs> yeah. the beyond the this is the good and evil yeah. right here yeah. and we're beyond it <laughs> awesome. well i was going to ask about so we've talked a little bit about you know something that inf- that really hits you in the beginning influences along the way what are some things or if you can think of that you're reading currently you've maybe recently read that kind of is really having an impact on your on your life uh leo Tolstoy again mm, yeah nice. family happiness I've not read that. No, it's it's a short story. It's Mm -hmm. really short, but it's really interesting. It talks about like the needs to have, you know, just I guess common issues that are even though he wrote it like what the 18th century, if I'm not wrong, Uh, 1800s, yeah, late 1800s, something like that. And it's so interesting to see that how families go through the same issues. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it was just really intense. I feel like people should read that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to have an idea mm-hmm. for marriage and, yeah. you yeah. know, whatever. Okay. Gonna... Yeah. We will tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a great, now I wish I could remember it, but one of my favorite Tolstoy quotes is from Anna Karenina. That's like the first oh, yeah. line. And it's like, every happy family is happy in the same way, but every unhappy family is unhappy, is, is unhappy in different ways. ways. Or, different ways. <laughs> or is it the better? I, I, I cannot quote it exactly, but I love that. I love that no, line yeah, about it was family. Good. Yeah. So were there, um, <laughs> if you... I believe you'll continue writing. I don't think you can write a book like this and stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of see yourself in the entering the writing world, um, what kind of writers do you feel like a kinship with or a common thread with? Are there any writers working mm. today that you'd like, I'd like to be on a panel with them or <laughs> anything like that? Or Tim O'Brien, you, definitely. Tim O'Brien. Tim yeah. O'Brien, definitely. I just want to meet the guy. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just to be in a room with him and just yeah. like see who he is really as a person. I think that's the most interesting thing about writers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. People who people who think and communicate really carefully and deeply and clearly. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the company of writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I want to talk. I want to get a chance to talk about this too because it was in the AJC article. It's a little mm. off the topic of books, but we don't care. It's freewheeling yeah. conversation here. <laughs> talk about your skateboard skateboard company, real quick, and what I think it's the same creative impulse. Yeah. Behind mm-hmm. the book and and skateboards, but you can you what can do you tell mean, me if it's creative impulse like the impulse to create. I think it's probably in you because I could see it like driving you while you were okay. writing the book, and I would assume that there's something something about you that says like when i'm passionate about something i don't just watch it from a distance i gotta get in the game and create it that's the impression i got i will say that low-key i did not start okay actually i got drawn into it but skateboarding is something that i cannot leave okay Mm -hmm. even you know at age 24 i'm still pushing yeah trying to push (laughs) carefully so i don't break something (laughs) the knees get a little yeah the knees you you know (laughs) yeah arthritis but but yeah it was actually a friend of mine uh, Nehemiah Price. Okay. Yeah. He started, and I remember I had you know gone to the skate park. I hadn't skated in like four years because I was writing. Yeah. So I went back, and he saw me. He was like, "Hey, man, I, I got this skateboarding company. We actually started 
you know, instead of printing skateboards, we we painted them. We hand painted them. Oh, wow. so okay. we started hand painting them just to you know get the word out and be a little bit different. Yeah, you know, and it just kind of blew up from there. We just kept going, and wow. you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun. The journey's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Are you also a painter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's also some art in your book as well, and the and the way you talk about it, <laughs> it makes it sound like someone who like is well acquainted with the feel and smell and yeah <laughs> of, of creating artwork. That's awesome. Um, is there a place people can see your work? Yeah, I'd, uh, I have another website for my artwork. It's uh, I think it's fdosal.com. F D O S A L dot com. They can check out my, you know, my paintings, my work. Okay. That's awesome. One thing about the AJC and just reading about you know its story on you, I really that really meant a lot was your work in the community as well. Uh, can you share a little bit more about that, about what you're doing? With the community? Mm-hmm. I think trying to inspire younger kids and trying mm-hmm. to, and, and I guess, you know, growing up, it was it's really hard being an, an immigrant, especially mm-hmm. an Ill- illegal immigrant. Yeah. And it's really hard to see yourself doing something or being someone. Yeah. You know, because I mean, most kids grow up being told, oh, you can do anything you want. Yeah. You know, but coming from immigrant parents I've always been told well you have to be careful in what you want to do yeah you know you you can't really dream big yeah you know because at the end of the day if anything happens well you know we got to go back to where we're actually from yeah. but when it comes to the community I always try to you know influence younger children to to go out there and chase mm-hmm. it Does, you know chase it as hard as you can and don't, no regrets you know yeah. you know because I feel like it's really important especially with writing you know you grew up in a Hispanic community <laughs> Well, we don't have a lot of writers, you know. Yeah. So I think it's really important to, to to be the example. Yeah. You know, yeah. to to younger kids and be like, hey, if you want to be a writer, there's nothing wrong with that. If you yeah. want to be yeah. an entrepreneur, then go for that. You want to be a painter, you know, and to not be afraid. I think a lot of people like hesitate. Yeah. To be a writer because they're afraid. Oh well, you know, I'm nobody, or mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what's my voice against yeah. someone like Tim O'Brien or. Yeah you know, big time writers, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, if you have a story worth telling or, you know, a story at all, then you should definitely mm-hmm. go out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're really glad you told yours and are continuing yeah. to tell it. I uh-huh. know that uh, we also do work with kids in this neighborhood and there were yeah. two things I noticed. One was that normally if you ask, uh, like in the world I grew up in, if you ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up a fireman, policeman, they have an answer ready or maybe yeah. five. And when we started to ask kids in our neighborhood over here at Huntington Creek, who are mostly immigrant uh, kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's like the question had never occurred to them yeah, before. It, it's, yeah, it's an odd question. Yeah. You know? So they need people like you in the neighborhood yeah. showing them. <laughs> you can do this stuff. you got, you got to fight right. for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can. So, well, thanks for, yeah. thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I think... Uh, um, we'll have some interaction with you online. Hopefully, we can get you back to talk no, about definitely. your next book when definitely. it comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Francisco Dosal, his book is called Beyond the Good and Evil. And we just want to thank him for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Before we end it out, we want to just give you a couple of last ways you can get in touch with us. As always, we would love to hear from you, the listener. Um, and if you go to our website, we've got a website. It's very simple, very bare bones, but it's uh, whatareyoureadingpodcast.com. From there, you can find, uh, you can uh, click to our Facebook page, Goodreads. You can email us. There's all sorts of ways to get in touch, and we hope that you do through all that. And I want to point out just, uh, I know Ian already mentioned it, but we're really excited about the Goodreads account and the fact that you can 
when you join the group, you can also visit bookshelves and you can see what different um, guests have recommended and you want, you can add them to your list and you can start reading. And so that's one thing. I think it's a really interesting way to, to connect with, with listeners and guests. And uh, I'm really, really excited about that. So anyways, and we also want to thank Atlanta Vintage Books one last time. I think this really makes a difference about this podcast is the space that, that we're yeah. in and being able to record it in it here. It just this, sounds like books in it here. Does, <laughs> you can hear the books. <laughs> yeah. um, if it's you, speaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Speaking. If, oh. <laughs> if you come in, I'm just going to go with this. Sorry. Do it, do it, we do don't it. script any of this. No, it no. feels live. Yeah. Um, when you walk to the counter with that big pile of books, uh, just make sure you say Tim and Ian sent you mm-hmm. and they'll give you a 10% off discount from your purchase uh, here at Atlanta Vintage Books. Mm-hmm. So make sure yeah. and stop by. That's only in person, though. Yeah. We want to build community in this place. Definitely. So. And speaking of books, what uh, we, we have a, a book of the week. Uh, that we picked out, that we've pulled from the shelves of Atlanta Vigils, we just have to tell you about. So what book is that this week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, the book, I would always walk down the stairs. They have a bargain basement downstairs, and they put good books in there to lure you down there. But I, on my way to the bargain shelves, there's a little cooking section to the right, and I always see the spine of this book, Kafka, Microwave Gourmet Health Style Cookbook. Now, I've read Metamorphosis and The Penal Colony and The Trial and a lot of Kafka's other work, but only at Atlanta Vintage Book Mm -hmm. can you find his Microwave Gourmet Cookbook. So (laughs) head downstairs and check that out in the cooking section. It's actually, uh, oh, I'm seeing now it's by Barbara Kafka. Darn it. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh Uh-oh. There's a Kafka cookbook downstairs, so check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I guess that's it. We want to thank, again, uh, Francisco Dozal for coming in. Uh, and for Ian and for myself, I'm Tim, and we just want to leave you with this uh, wonderful P.J. O'Rourke quote. I always read something that will make you look good if you die in the middle of it.